Hello, Royals, and welcome back to This Day in History. I'm your host, Therese Shimkus. So for the official final episode of the semester, my co-host and I decided once again to do a joint episode. And since we aren't doing the show over the summer, it made sense to us to cover the most exciting historical event in the summer, which is obviously the Declaration of Independence. Many people don't know this, but there were events leading up to July 4th itself that were quite significant and worth covering. So I will be covering those events, and then Sean will cover the events of July 4th itself. So on July 2nd, 1776, the Second Continental Congress voted for independence from Britain. This event was so significant that John Adams actually assumed we would celebrate Independence Day on July 2nd instead of July 4th. Today, however, we obviously celebrate Independence Day on July 4th, and the events of July 2nd are unfortunately primarily forgotten. So let's get into them. Richard Henry Lee of Virginia initially proposed the resolution for independence from Britain on June 7, 1776. However, it quickly became apparent that New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, and Pennsylvania were still unwilling to declare independence. Since it seemed that those colonies would eventually be ready to declare independence, the vote on the resolution was delayed until July 1st. During that time, Congress formed a committee to draft a formal Declaration of Independence. During that time, Congress formed a committee to draft a formal Declaration of Independence, which consisted of Thomas Jefferson, who did most of the writing, and also included John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Roger Sherman, and Robert Livingston. Their draft was finished and presented to Congress for review on June 28th, about a week before the scheduled vote. On July 1st, most delegates voted in favor of independence. Still, since Congress thought that the vote should be unanimous, they delayed the final vote until the next day, July 2nd. On July 2nd, 12 colonial delegations voted in favor of the resolution, with only the New York delegates abstaining, as they were unsure of what their constituents wanted them to do. Yet even with the New York delegates voting absent, the resolution was still unanimous, so the Congress moved forward. And now, let me turn you over to Sean for the events of July 4th. Thank you, Therese. On July 4th, 1776, I'm sure it's no surprise what happened on this day. On this day, the Continental Congress signed and adopted the Declaration of Independence. Maybe. Something which is probably shocking to many, including myself, is that nobody really knows when the Declaration of Independence was signed. While Adams, Franklin, and Jefferson later claimed that they had signed the document on this day, some historians believe that the Declaration was signed on August 2nd, 1776. Despite this, I'm going to ignore this fact as August 2nd does not have the same ring as July 4th. Especially since when a year later in 1776, the holiday was observed on the 4th. So, with that information, I'm still regarding July 4th as a true Independence Day. But I digress. To pivot to another event that happened on this day in 1826, both former Presidents Thomas Jefferson and John Adams died. Both men were signatories on the Declaration, so it is very symbolic for them to pass on the same day they signed one of the most important documents in American history especially since they had went from fellow patriots to enemies back to friends again. After the revolution had ended, Adams became the second president of the United States. His presidency was tumultuous as he felt the best thing for the country was a strong centralized federal government. Thomas Jefferson was his vice president and very much did not agree with him. It got to a point where after Adams passed the Unconstitutional Alien and Sedition Acts of 1798, Jefferson basically said, that's it, I'm done, and proceeded to go home to Monticello. After the presidential election of 1800, with lots of slander and libel, Jefferson became the third president of the United States and representing a party that was the polar opposite of Adams' party. Despite what looked like a never-ending rift among the two, they still held respect for each other. On January 1, 1812, John Adams sent Jefferson a letter wishing him well. Jefferson seemed to have forgotten his feud with Adams, as he sent a letter back wishing the same. These two men finally patched up their friendship with a single letter. They will remain friends for the rest of their lives. When both men were on their deathbeds, they were aware that each one was passing. When Adams was dying and learned that Jefferson had outlived him, his final words were, Thomas Jefferson survives. 
John Adams' son, John Quincy Adams, who was the sitting president at the time, remarked that the men's deaths were visible and palpable remarks of divine favor. Well, that wraps up for today, Royals. Before I go, I would like to give some closing remarks. When we return next year, we will not be returning as This Day in History or TDIH. We will return as a daily slice of history. Since we may or may not share the same name with a particular channel, I figure rebranding was for the best. We would also like to say thank you to our loyal audience. The show has really blown up. We've had about 1,200 all-time plays. We've also expanded our listening base all around the United States and even internationally. We would like to give special thanks to the random people in Haiti, the Philippines, Sweden, and Ukraine who all accidentally clicked on our show. Keep those accidental clicks coming. So, for one final time, I hope you enjoy this episode today, as I know I did. Good luck with studying and with any finals you have. We wish you all the best and thank you for supporting TDIH, now a daily slice of history. We hope you have a good summer and we will see you in the fall.